What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Maxwell Kosmolski. Today is the very first segment of Max's Morning Market Mania, new, new segment of the New School Project podcast. So I'm basically going to be talking about what's going on in the markets ahead of us. It'll most likely be coming out on Mondays. If there's significant events, it might come out on other days. I'm basically just going to go over what's going on in the markets, significant events in geopolitical tensions or anything that might impact the prices of commodities or stocks or crypto, anything like that. You know, I'll discuss things that are on my watch list, opportunities to potentially profit. And of course, none of this is financial advice. Most of this is for educational and informative purposes. So just to start, we see energy, crude oil trading down about 4%. We see futures for Dow Jones and Major indexes like the S&P 500 and NASDAQ, relatively flat, you know, down about a percent or so. And I'm also watching commodities like uranium. Right now, uranium is at an 11-year high. There's a very good argument for uranium being the best form of energy. It's the safest. It's the cleanest. Zero carbon emissions. And fun fact, actually, more people die from solar power than uranium, contrary to you know, what people think, things like Fukushima and Three Mile Island and Chernobyl. There have been nuclear disasters, but the technology nowadays is very, very safe. And actually more people fall off roofs and die, hurt themselves installing solar panels than people do from uranium, which adds to its favorability as an, an alternate energy source. Right now it's about 20% of the United States electricity 10% globally, and I expect that to rise a lot more. Countries like China, they're fully embracing nuclear energy. We should be embracing it a lot more. There's getting more bipartisan support. So I'm watching some uranium miners. My favorite are Cameco, CCJ, uh, DNN, Denison Mines, Uranium Energy Corp. Those are just a few of them. Not financial advice at all. Sometimes when the spot price of uranium moves up, the miners won't necessarily move up. But it's something I'll be watching. I try trading options on them if I see there's catalyst for price movements. Also looking at gold and silver. They're inflation hedges, monetary metals. Gold is up 0.8%. Silver's up 2.35%. Gold's trading at 1961 and silver's at 2533. During inflationary times, these things, these commodities, they perform very well. It's stable. People are worried about the concern of the purchasing power of their dollars, which that leads me into our segment on inflation. So interest rates are used to combat inflation. Basically, it incentivizes if there is a, a high interest rate that our government is offering right now, it's 2.77 percent on the 10 year Treasury. They're incentivizing you to hold their bonds so that you can get a 2.77 percent return annually compounded. But. It doesn't really make much sense to someone who follows inflation because inflation printed its last number February 2021 to February 2022 of 7.9%. 7.9%. So you have $100,000 in the bank in February of 2021 and you didn't touch it and then February 2022 comes around and that $100,000 can only purchase about uh, 92100 so that would be the purchasing power of that original 100k. So that is not good for us. 
It's not good for the middle class. It's not good for the the poor. But inflation helps the rich a lot. It inflates asset prices, which the rich hold. The poor people, they don't hold the asset prices. So the rich people don't care about inflation. And I'm sure all of us are feeling the effects of inflation. Gas prices up. Food prices up. Yahoo just, uh, an article came out on Yahoo, pretty interesting. Friday, April 8th, food prices jump most on record as war sparks supply chaos. And we're seeing in Ukraine, they have a huge uh, export in wheat. And we know there's a conflict going on there. That has an impact. Inflation also has an impact. When you print all this money, it causes more money chasing fewer goods. So supply and demand it rises it raises the prices so this is something that we will probably see get worse as our president has even said it's going to be real in re- in regards to the food shortages and you know that's that's not something i exactly want to hear but you know it's it's simply what's going on i don't know how it's going to affect the markets we see bad news come out all the time and sometimes the markets are rallying they're trading high Conflicts in Ukraine, you know, a few weeks ago and and the Dow Jones was, you know, cranking out. It was it was going up like a madman. So sometimes shit just doesn't make sense. And I wanted to touch back on interest rates in regards to inflation. This is how they combat inflation with interest rates. If the purchasing power of your dollars are losing 7.9 percent annually, then the government is kind of forced to incentivize you to hold their bonds and give you more faith in their currency by giving you a large interest rate. But right now, real rates, which are inflation minus the actual or uh, no. uh, Yeah, inflation minus the interest rate. Yeah. So it'd be, you know, somewhere around, I don't know, 4% or so, whatever, 7.9 minus 4.2%, I I think. So 7.9% minus the 10 year treasury, which is 2.77% 2.77% right now. And this is actually at a three-year high. This is something to be relatively concerned about. It has impacts on the housing market. You know, in 2020, yeah, in 2020 and 2021, we saw some pretty crazy moves in the housing market. And that is because low interest rates incentivize people to take out more mortgages, borrow more money, it makes the mortgages cheaper, so why why not purchase a house, you know, with a really low interest rate? They were as low as zero point five percent at, let's see, August, August third, twenty twenty. It was about zero point five two percent. Now we're at two point seven five percent. So, one thing that a lot of people don't know about the interest rates is that we are well. First of all, we're carrying a thirty point three seven seven trillion dollar debt per usdebtclock.org. Now, here is our four four of our largest budget items for the US government. 1.29 trillion dollars annually for Medicare and Medicaid, 1.1 trillion for Social Security, and 724 billion for defense, and then interest on debt, 430 billion dollars. So, with every 1% interest rate hike, which Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Fed, he is signaling that they are planning on raising interest rates to combat inflation. Every 1% interest rate hike adds about $300 billion to our annual spending just just for the interest on the debt. 
So last time we had an inflationary environment, it was the 1970s. And Paul, Vol- Paul Volcker was the chairman of the Fed. And in 1980, he combated inflation by raising rates to about 20%. I think that was in 1980. Now, if it were 20% right now, our national debt, the interest on our national debt would absolutely cripple us because we've had presidents and administrations and people at the Federal Reserve that have been incredibly irresponsible with the spending. We now have a $30 trillion debt. That's something we have to bear. And to combat inflation, we need to raise interest rates. But when we raise interest rates, it adds a crap ton to our annual spending. And that requires more taxes to pay for that. Or more printing of money, which makes the currency even less valuable. So, on that note, inflation is 7.9%. And we are getting new numbers this week. I think it's... Let's see, I wrote it down. Uh, Tuesday inflation year over year, March 2021 to March 2022. Those numbers will be released. Financial Times is predicting an 8.4% print, and that would be a 0.5% increase. But I'm not going to deep dive into this right now, but there is absolute proof that the government is lying to us. If you use the 1980s uh, method to track inflation, we're looking at something like 14.9%. You can see uh, John Williams from Shadow Stats. He he does a really good job at reporting on that. So if we actually wanted to raise interest rates enough to combat inflation at that level of 14.9%, let's see, that would add $3.9 trillion to our annual spending just for the interest on our debt, which our annual spending is $6.4 trillion. It would absolutely cripple us. It's damn near impossible. The only thing we can do is inflate our debt away and devalue the purchasing power of our dollars and use those freshly printed dollars to pay for all this stuff because we're 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 past the point of insolvent. I don't really know what we're going to do at this point. But on another note, after inflation, let's see what else is being released this week. Wednesday, the producer price index for the United States will be released. That's kind of a precursor for the CPI, which is the consumer price index. The producer price index is the cost of the producers and the increase that they're facing. Thursday, they're releasing the jobless claims. You know, that's that's nothing new. They do that all the time. I don't know if it'll have much impact on the markets. Markets are closed Friday. Uh, let's see. Russian energy. Uh, Bloomberg Economics reported this. Russian energy exports, they're expected to go up 33%. And you would think that Russia would be getting crushed with all these sanctions, but actually the sanctions imposed on Russia have not hurt Russia that much, surprisingly. They have all this energy, and we're dependent on their energy. And it sounds like they're going to be cleaning up this year. So, you know, that, that isn't working out too well. We'll see what goes on with that. Uh, you know, our government refers to the Putin price hike, and I'll tell you, that's absolute propaganda. You can look at the price of oil. Go go look at oil if you really want, and go see what it was doing before we even knew who Volodymyr Zelensky was. Before Russia invaded Ukraine, oil was already on a tear. It was going way up, and here we are. It's continued to go up. It's about $100 a barrel right now, down from its high 
uh, during maybe peak invasion, I guess you'd say it got as high as 130 bucks a barrel. I think it's going way higher. You print all this money, and it's kind of exactly what happens. So, let's see. Interest rates, we talked about that. Inflation, we touched on that. Uh, I talked about uranium a bit. I'm watching uranium. I'm watching gold and silver for this week. Gold and silver are the best uh, inflation hedges, and with their prices going up, I expect the miners to probably go up as well. We will see. There's a lot of manipulation in the markets. Maybe one day I'll do a deep dive in the futures market and explain how it's actually manipulated. But it's a bit complicated, so I'll save that for another day. Let's see. It's 9.30 as, 9.31 as of recording, so we just got the market open. Let's see what we are looking at. One moment. All right, yeah, they're all they all opened up pretty flat. Dow Jones, Nasdaq, S and P five hundred, all minus you know a little bit under a percent. Nasdaq minus one percent. Let's see. Along with that, I think that might be a good start. Maybe touch on crypto a little bit. Crypto getting absolutely shit on. It's looking god awful. Bitcoin is down to 40,800, minus 5% on the day, minus 11.65% on the week. Ethereum down 6% today, down 13.62% on the week, down to 3,030. I honestly expect a lot more downside in crypto. I'm no I'm no genie or anything. I I don't know what's going to happen. And I personally want it to go down so I can buy more. And I've got cash on the sideline waiting for you know, some pretty low prices. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not saying to buy it. I'm not saying to hold off. None of this is financial advice. This is just the start. This is the very first Max's Morning Market Mania. And the date is Monday, April 11th, 2022. And I will see you guys maybe next week and maybe earlier, whenever the next eventful thing happens. And let's see. Be smart, invest in your financial future. During these inflationary times, it's incredibly hard to get by and it's even harder to build wealth. But if you know what's going on, you have a slight advantage. I follow these markets and I've been able to capitalize on them and return some pretty good gains just because I follow what's going on and you know, whether it's Russia or just whatever's going on that's significant. You know, when Russia all these sanctions hit we we were able to see that they're responsible for like 40% of the uranium enrichment. They have a huge supply of natural gas. They are a huge exporter of oil. And when these sanctions hit, you know that there's going to be supply crunches on these commodities. So opportunities arise all the time. I don't know what the next one is going to be, but I try to keep my eyes peeled and I try to capitalize on them and and profit off of them because... Life is pretty hard right now, especially in inflationary times, and I simply have no choice but to take advantage of these markets to try to build wealth because the purchasing power of our dollars are being eroded, they're being deteriorated, and it's making life more difficult for us. And again, it is not the Putin price hike. We printed all this money. Go look at any time in history when we printed all this money, and the same thing follows every single time.
inflation, inflation, inflation. So we need to watch out for that. Protect yourself and tune in for the next Max's Morning Market Mania. Cheers.